0: A pleasure to say good morning to Scott Reed, political analyst, former advisor to Prime Minister Paul Martin. Good morning, sir. Good Monday morning. All right. So Olivia Chow will be meeting with Doug Ford at Queen's Park today. You used to be in the Prime Minister's office. So I guess you can kind of paint a portrait of how these meetings come together. I mean, there's no surprises, are there?
1: Oh sure, there can be surprises. Um, you have to always allow for that possibility. You try to, you try to bang out something of an agenda in advance. Well, we're going to talk about these four issues. Um, it's if it's the kind of a uh, meeting that might produce a. Uh, an announcement of some kind, that you try to have that uh, worked out in advance. Um, but hey man, there's always like the genuine, you know, Marx Brothers kind of overtones of it all. So somebody could say something goofy, someone could say something aggravating. Um, often in the meeting, unbeknownst to media, something goes down that has real implications for the relationship going forward. Uh, one person takes offense at the other, one person's actually quite charmed by the other, whatever it m- may be. So these meetings are not inconsequential, They're not just all staged and staging.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, meanwhile, um, the, a couple of stories from Friday that I think are worthy of revisiting. One of them was I was seeing that they're thinking of getting rid of those standalone podiums that you pay for parking on. And while I'm all for progress, and I think that the Green Pea app is one of the greatest things that ever happened, I occasionally forget my phone at home. And I wonder about tourists, you know, how are they supposed to pay for parking?
1: Yeah, it's, you know, this is one of those things. I can remember my grandmother saying, you know, I'm not going to be able to go to a bank teller. So um, today we think about all the headaches. Three years from now, it'll be nearly ubiquitous. Five years from now, we'll wonder why anybody ever had one. I just, I think, does anyone spare a thought? Does anyone shed a tear for these guys? Like, does anyone think, you know, is there an island or an old folks home where, you know, you've got like, old um, pay phones and parking meters and they're like sitting around as some young person comes in and plays piano for them at four o'clock in the afternoon and they're, they're <laughs> the man. I used to be at the corner, young and blur. I was at Dundas Square. I was the most popular pay phone in the city. And now I'm just here eating oatmeal. Like I just, you know, I, it, it's kind of,
0: kind of twinges nostalgia for you. Yeah. All right. So you're not lamenting the passage of the standalone pay stalls. I think, I think that's what I'm trying to get at, yeah. Yeah, I got it, I got it. Okay, Um, meanwhile, Toronto, uh, no, where are we going here? Um, Oh, yeah, this is, again, something that happened late Friday, but I think we have to revisit, and that is, uh, basically the Toronto Star killing off a whole bunch of small town newspapers. And, you know, you probably see the same style of tweet that I see on a regular basis. of so people saying, oh, you mainstream media people are all going to be bankrupt soon and I can't wait. And it's like, okay, well, good luck holding your government to account.
1: Well, I just think there's so many things that are lost as a consequence of this kind of trend. and and I get it. It's pure economics, the finances of it. You know, for decades, we had newspapers uh, that were subsidized basically by advertising. Those newspapers were a channel to every doorstep, to every citizen, to every household. And that meant that you could, make money and report actual news and have an editorial side of the business that was independent that tried to place rigorous standards. And th- there's a bunch of things that are lost, as you say. The, these local newspapers, once they evaporate, you know, there is there is no way to sort of, you know, generate a lot of local news. Yeah, sure, somebody may take it upon themselves to put a Facebook group up, but that's not rigorously edited. That has all sorts of uh, gaps in it. And, you know, you look at it, the, these... Small papers were breeding grounds for great reporters. They would get their bones. You would hold local councils, uh, local councils, and local council people and mayors to account, as you mentioned. And you know, a lot of shenanigans can get on. Oh, my brother-in-law got the, uh, you know, uh, brush cutting con- contract. Yeah, you're darn right, he did. Ha ha. Pretty easy for him. None of that stuff gets held to account. And what's lost in all of this? Is that there's no common conversation anymore. There's no acknowledge like, oh, okay, this is what's going on out there. Now, we can then have a debate on that basis, but there's a foundation of accepted and acknowledged and broadly held assumption Well, what's been Taking place. Now that's gone. So now people say, you know what, vaccines don't work. Oh, yes, they do. And these groups just argue against each other like, you know, large implacable icebergs. And I just, you know, I don't know what to do about it, but I know the people that just talk benignly like it doesn't make a difference are absolutely flipping freaking wrong. This makes a real difference and it's a difference for the worse. And, um, it's, it's, it's a real shame.
0: Yeah, and it also cracks me up that all the people who taunt me about how mainstream media is going out of style are listening to our show at the same time. So clearly we're serving some sort of a purpose. So uh, Parliament comes back in Ottawa today. Jagmeet Singh is going to be on with us at 9.05. What do you think the stakes are this fall?
1: Well, I think the stakes are are very high for Trudeau, um, less high for the other parties. Let's work on the assumption, and you never can in politics, but for the sake of discussion, let's work on the assumption that the agreement between the NDP and the liberals keep the liberals in power for another couple of years gives the liberals time. Time is an essential asset. It's pretty much the only thing they got going for them right now as they've come through this dreadful summer. It's impossible to overstate in political terms how bad this summer has been. They started tied with the Conservatives. Now they're far behind. Trudeau was the preferred pick by most people to be prime minister. Now he's far behind Poliev. And so they need to put this parliamentary session this period of time between now and christmas and certainly now and next summer to work for them to repair what's gone wrong to get back on track um and uh i just you know i it's a tall order they're in a really tough political spot and um and they need this session the other parties don't need this session the liberals need this session because they got a they've got a course correct <laughs>
0: What do you make of uh, Mike Babcock? Apparently, he's uh, out at the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think it was five years that he was actually out of the NHL, but he was brought in to coach. But uh, allegedly, he asked to see the players' phones, and the players got ornery, and now he's out.
1: Well, I think there's a little more to it than that. The reports are that he took people's phones, he looked through people's. He said, "Hey, you know, they let me out. like, why don't we see one another's." pictures of one another's families as a way to get to know one another. And then in a, in a way that sort of, I think, you know, displays a bunch of different problems. He starts looking through people's phones. Some cases he's displaying pictures to everybody of uh, people's phones. There's at least one incident reportedly where to a young player um, out out of the facility off, he's got a hold of the guy's phone and he's, he's rifling through the guy's pictures. And, you know, for a number of players, particularly younger players, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. That, that's the, that's effectively my basement. Okay. That's my territory. That's private. And I think, you know Babcock, um he's taken a lot of beating. I know a lot of people are shrugging their shoulders, going, "What did he do that was really so bad here?" And this would be my answer. In the past, when he's been a knob, and he has been an staggering knob, it has been because of power play. Right? He puts on a big power play as coach. Jason Spezza gets here, it's his first time in Toronto, his whole family's bought tickets, he benches Spezza. Why? Just to show I'm the boss, I'm in charge, I have the power. The same thing's going on with this phone, showing these players, well, I can I can take your phone blindly without even thinking, he's he's exerting his power. I'm gonna look through your pictures. Well, that's personal, man, that's private. And I just think it's all stems from the same failing. This guy is constantly chicken-hawking around, roostering around, trying to prove that he has all the power. And, um, you know, I, I think it's good that he's gone. I don't think he's good for the game of hockey. I don't think he's good for sports. I think that kind of guy is bad.
0: Thanks a lot, sir. Good to have you. Thank you. That's the Morning Brief, this time with Scott Reed.